again, everything that I feel like I didn't really develop on my own in school, again, half of my degree was online because of the pandemic, basically. I really do feel like I've developed in the few weeks that I've been working at this job because it's something you need to do every day, all day. Welcome to another episode of Under Oath, a podcast brought to you by the organization Women Pursuing Law. I'm Hani Siddiqui, WPL's president. And I'm Zara Kabir, WPL's vice president. Under Oath will aim to shed light on different career paths within law, give you the chance to hear from noted speakers, and show the industry from the POV of a woman. Under Oath will also serve as a platform dedicated to empowering women and non-binary conforming individuals in the law industry. So if that aligns with your ideas, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Without further ado, let's get right into this episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Under Oath. I'm Kavya, and I will be your host for today. Today, we have a special guest, Nora Chahal, a UTDN alumnus who graduated in the spring of 2021 with her BA in political science. She's now working as a full-time project slash associate paralegal at Alliant Group in Houston. Nora, would you like to briefly introduce yourself? Sure. Basically what my company does is our mission statement is to save businesses money, especially small businesses. And in my specific department, I'm in tax controversy services, which is kind of a niche part of taxation. Basically what my department in the company does is if a client is being audited by the IRS, um, we represent them through that entire audit against the IRS. That is very cool. And I, first of all, I'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us today. Um, And I want to get more into your work as a paralegal. So could you tell us a little bit about your day-to-day life as a paralegal and how's your experience been so far? So I've been working, I want to say, for about a month and a half, close to two months now. Um, I've really enjoyed working at the company. Uh, It has a great company culture. I love everyone I work with. Um, As far as my day-to-day, I'll give you a little rundown. I I try to wake up. I set like three alarms in the morning, and then I try to get out of bed by eight and start getting ready. I live two minutes from my work. So it's a walk, two minute walk right across. Um, if you're, if anyone is from Houston or knows anything about Houston, I live right next to the really famous water wall park, right next to the mall. And then my work is like directly opposite that. So I just walk there. I usually get there around nine or five, even though I'm supposed to get there at nine. Um, they're not really strict on that, which is great. And uh, first thing I do is check my emails. Depending on the season, if it's tax season, I will have about 150 in the morning. If it's not tax season, I'll have maybe five to 10. It just depends on where it is in the quarter and everything like that. Um, So I go through these emails. We usually have a team meeting at around 9.30 to 9.30 to 10. After that, I kind of make my to-do list to do like what I need to get done based off of those sometimes 150 emails. and that's usually, I am I am aligned with one attorney specifically who's great. She's super organized. So she usually sends me everything she needs me to do during the day. So it's just going through her list, whatever's been sent to me, as well as whatever I have in our calendar for deadlines of things that need to go out. Usually that's what I'll work on for the rest of the day. Um, and then, yeah, it's basically what I do for the majority of my day. And towards like the last two, three hours, I try to see if there's anything on my specific docket 
which are clients that have been assigned to me and see if I need to do anything for that, send out faxes or um, call the IRS and get an update on what's happening with their case, things like that. And then I usually leave around like 5.36. I do have a question. During tax season, if you see 150 emails in your inbox, how do you not get overwhelmed? Because I see like 10 and I'm like overwhelmed. Uh, we use Microsoft Outlook. So in my Outlook, I have folders based off of which attorney, which client. I have it super organized. I file everything away. It's slowed down now because we just passed 915, which was the deadline. So I'm really enjoying Actually, the next day after all, a 9.15, I had no requests for contract reviews and I thought the listserv was broken. I actually asked, I was like, is it broken? Because it, it's nothing's coming in. But um, yeah, so that's, I would say being organized even in your inbox, like I said at the beginning, um, having all that filed away and definitely I'm a list person. I make a bunch of to-do lists of what I need to get done and I track every single thing I'm doing because I have to bill it all um, to clients as well. So for our listeners who are interested in becoming a paralegal, what was that process like for you? And how does that certification work? Do you have any specific programs that you recommend? Yes, I will say there's two parts of this. The first part is different paralegal positions. They're going to be looking for different qualifications. Um, sometimes they will take someone who just has a high school degree. They will, or they will say, we want someone with a college degree, or they'll say, we want someone with a paralegal certificate and a combination of the two. There's a lot of different qualifications. It also depends, a big thing if you're looking to be a paralegal is experience. Um, and so as an entry level candidate, it really helps you to have that certification because it, you can make up for what you don't have um, as far as the experience with the certification saying, I actually went through this course and I know what I need to do, things like that. I got my certification from UT. I know that SMU has a program. I know Rice has a program. I believe they have different qualifications to get into each program. With the UT program that I did, it is traditionally in person, meaning you, if you're in Austin, that's a great thing. I, I'm not sure if they're back to in person now because I got to do it from Dallas when I was living in Dallas because of the pandemic. So one good thing came out of the pandemic. So it was about six months. You go through it, a lot of different modules, learning how to you know, draft different types of documentations that are really essential to court processes and things like that. Um, I definitely recommend getting that, doing that. It will put you a, a step ahead of, in terms of qualifying and applying for a job. How was that balancing doing that certification program and finishing up senior year? My senior year, I took first semester, I think I took 18 hours. And then second semester, I think I took 18 hours. And then this course is twice a week. Um, for me, it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6 to 9 p.m. And it was for six months about. They give you about a, a week or two week break in between each module. So the battle is very difficult because uh, I was a political science major. And so balancing all of the reading you need to do for that degree and all the essay writing with all the drafting and all the little homeworks and quizzes that you have to do for, for the modules was really difficult. Again, I'm more organized now than I was in college. I wish I had been this organized in college because I feel like I would have done a lot better. So um, you have to be super organized. I, you have to write everything down you need to do. You need to make sure you have time in the day. 
and you really need to motivate yourself to get it done. That was the one thing that I really lacked in was like, I was like, I know I can do it. I know I'm smart enough to do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> but um, once you develop all three of those things, organization, time management, and motivation, you are set and able to balance all of that. Now that we know a little bit more about what it was like for you to become a paralegal, I want to delve into the idea that pre-law students have a set plan to go directly from undergrad straight into law school. So what made you want to take a gap year and work as a paralegal instead? Um, and did taking a gap year ever instill any fear in you that you might not want to go to law school? So I, I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely, I'm going to answer the latter part of that question first. I definitely had a moment where I'm like, I really like my job. I'm making a good salary. There's room for me to grow in this position. Do I really want to go back to school for three years? But it goes back to the fact that I've wanted to be an attorney since I was 12 years old. It's the only thing I can ever see myself doing really full time for the rest of my life. Why I decided to take a gap year was because I, so I finished my bachelor's degree in I think it took me one extra semester. Yeah. So I, I started the fall of 2017 and then I graduated the summer of 2020. So I went through a lot my freshman and sophomore years personally, and that kind of translated to me not doing so great academically. And I had to bust my butt from junior to senior year to get myself back to where I wanted to be for applying to law school. And I just decided, you know, if I think if I go straight into law school, right after doing this extra semester and everything else that I've needed to get done for this degree, I'm going to burn out. I'm not going to get the experience that I would want for making such a large investment because law school is a huge investment. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time and it's a lot of stress. I'm not going to perform well. I'm not going to have the experience I want to have if I go straight into it. And also I really wanted to solidify that decision for myself. I was like, I want to work and know that this is exactly what I want to do before I make that huge investment. So that's why I decided to go into a gap year um, before going back into the application process for law school. And they actually, I want to say that this is a question that they will probably ask you if you are a recent college grad applying for a paralegal position. Um, for me, my interview process was, it was three steps. In my solo interview, they asked me, you know, why not law school? This was my third interview of this whole process. Um, I had had two interviews before. I got one, but it, it wasn't really what the job I wanted. And the second one, I didn't get because I told them that I did eventually want to go to law school in the next year to two years. So there's ways to kind of get around that question. I think I said something like, Law school is just not in my immediate plans right now. I'm never going to say never, but it's not something I want to do right now. That is like, don't give a time frame if they ask you that, because that's going to set you back. It's going to be like, we, they don't want to hire someone that they're going to have a quick turnaround and, and leaving in a year or two. Um, so yeah, if you are planning to take a gap year, I, I can't recommend it enough. I feel like I am a lot calmer and I feel way more less stressed. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really, I feel, I also feel really fulfilled by taking this gap year. I think that was something I laughed while I was at UTD because, you know, you're just in school and you're like, I want to work. I want to make money. I want to have an experience that I enjoy. And so again, if I had just gone straight into law school, I would have burnt out. And I also wouldn't have had that sense of self-fulfillment that I feel like I'm getting from working right now. 
And I think you mentioned also before, like you've learned all these skills by being in this job, by doing this like organizational skills, motivational skills and all of these things. Okay, I started working the week of my final exam this summer. I got this position right before I graduated. Um, I interviewed in June and July, got the job in July and started the first week of August. So I was still finishing up my last finals that week. And I still had anxiety like, geez, if am, am I for sure going to get my degree? But again, everything that I feel like I didn't really develop on my own in school, I really do feel like I've developed in the few weeks that I've been working at this job because it's something you need to do every day, all day. So yeah, I definitely did develop those things um, within working itself. And I feel like now I'm even more prepared, even though it's only been a month and a half to two months, I'm even more prepared to go into law school and bring everything that I'm learning from this job into that. Now, transitioning from this discussion of the skills that you've learned through your job, I do want to mention something that might be a little bit off topic, but your Instagram is very aesthetically pleasing and honestly, very Pinterest worthy in my opinion. Um, Many of our listeners, especially in WPL, are into legal fashion and you have been doing it so well. So do you have any style or fashion tips uh, for our listeners? I could literally talk about this for an hour. So I started developing that kind of legal fashion sense. I want to say my senior year before I was like really, and then also I wasn't going anywhere because <laughs> of the pandemic. So it's not like I really got to, I remember I would literally, I love Instagram. I think it's so much fun. And I just like posting pictures for myself and my friends. And I just remember like me and my best friend would go find random little like like buildings or things that looked cool and take pictures of outfits in front of them. But in terms of actually developing that legal fashion, um, definitely save whatever inspo you want from Pinterest, Instagram. I have so many folders of all different types of outfits. What helped me was I picked a color palette that I felt confident in and liked. And uh, for me, that was like neutral. So it was like beige, brown, white, black, gray, that type of those type of tones. Um, And I would just buy different pieces of all of those different colors. And that way, everything kind of went together. So as far as legal fashion in the workplace, you can bring different aspects of your style and incorporate into that professional type of vibe. It's just about, you know, Finding different, like I said, like having a color palette that you really feel confident in, buy different pieces from different places, see what different outfits you can make out of all of those. For me, everything I buy is literally from like Aritzia or Zara um, or Nasty Gal, things like that. And I have a really bad shopping problem, like very bad. Like you can ask my boyfriend or my mom and they will tell you like she needs an intervention, she needs to go to rehab. Like I'm always shopping. I'm always shopping. I have so many clothes. But yeah, basically, like I said, I could talk about this for a really long time. You just need to kind of see what you feel confident in because that confidence is going to translate into the work you're outputting in the workplace. And that's the most important thing. Look professional, look smart, feel cute. You'll do good. Perfect advice. I think that's perfect advice. Um, Jumping into our last few questions, what are some tips you have for pre-law students pursuing a political science degree like you were who are willing or want to get some hands-on experience in the legal field? As far as legal experience, for me, I had 
two different internships. And um, then I started working. I also, I also did a research assistant position under uh, Professor Cordell in counterterrorism and human rights abuses, which was amazing to be a part of. It was a lot of data entry and things like that. And the way I got that research position was actually just, she sent out an email to everyone in her classes saying, I, would, I really want volunteer students to help me be a part of this project. And I volunteered and did it <laughs> for a semester and it was really cool. We got to learn about a lot of different things. She was trying to create an algorithm to kind of predict different types of human rights abuses, things like that. It was really cool. And then the internships, I got one from Indeed in my, in between my sophomore and junior year. And then the last one I had was in the spring of my senior year. It was remote and it was for a Canadian intern, research legal intern. So basically when they would get a case, I would go through and research all the different avenues. And that was super eye-opening because at this point I'm doing both American and Canadian legal work. What's similar, what's not, what's going to translate over the border and what isn't. So yeah, definitely take advantage of every single opportunity you can find. I know WPL always has a, a huge resource, resource list of different internships, different opportunities. All of that helps you when finding a job because I got asked about all of those experiences in my interviews. Um, and they definitely made me a stronger candidate on paper. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be a concrete or like paid position where you're really doing work that is essential to a case. You could just be a legal assistant. Long run, it gets you in the door and it looks really good on your resume. And it, it gives you something to say, hey, I've done this when you're in an interview and they ask you about how you would handle, handle different situations. All of those experiences, even though they might not qualify to someone as concrete legal work, you're still experiencing something that's going to give you a skill set that you can translate onto another position. And the last thing that I want to ask, um, I like to ask this to all of our guests or a variation of this question, but what are your future career goals in the legal industry? So definitely, like I said earlier, planning on becoming an attorney, hopefully in the not too distant future, still trying to plan all of that out as far as uh, taking the LSAT. I have studied for it before, I took a little break, and need to start studying for it again. Um, I'm thinking I might end up taking it this year or next year, and then hopefully go to law school the following fall after I go through the whole application process. But yeah, within the legal industry, I'm still trying to figure out what maybe type of law I want to get into. I always thought that I would really want to do family law because I felt so connected to, um, you know, very sad situations, especially concerning children. And I still think I would love to do something that helps children or families in that regard. Um, I will say working in taxation law, I thought it was going to be really boring and it's not. It's actually super interesting and very, you're dealing with something different every single day. The IRS is not the different part. They suck regardless, but everything else is super, you know, you're dealing with different types of clients and you have to figure out different legal avenues you can take to represent them in that situation. So that has kind of opened my mind up more towards the business law side of things, corporate law. Um, I've heard different things about, you know, civil law versus corporate law, family law, all these things. 
that's why I really think that getting that experience, the paralegal experience is really helping me point me in a direction that, you know, maybe one day this is what I want to do, or maybe this isn't what I want to do. So yeah, hopefully you will see me in about five years as an attorney working somewhere. That wraps up our second episode with a paralegal, Nora. I want to thank Nora for taking the time out of her schedule again to speak to us. As always, this is under oath and I rest my case. Thank you for tuning in today to our bi-weekly episodes. My name is Maisha Shaif and I'm the production chair for WPL. This episode was edited by Kara Curtis and hosted by Kavya Venagopalan. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you left a short review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow us on Instagram at UTDWPL and LinkedIn at UTD Woman Pursuing Law. Goodbye and stay safe. Thank you.